0: Well, friends, it's Thursday, April the 14th, and thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. This week, we are taking a bit of a break from Psalms, and we're walking with Jesus through Passion Week. So met, so many chapters of the Gospel, Gospels, I should say, for are given to this last week of Jesus' life. For John, it's almost half the book. In fact, an enormous, you'll see today, enormous number of chapters are given really to one night. And, uh, and I really want to call your attention to that in a moment. Well, we left off Wednesday with Jesus loving, the leaders plotting, the enemies plotting his death, and Judas betraying, and the disciples denying or ignoring. <laughs> I should have added that one yesterday. Why? Because Jesus said, you know, in two days, I'm going to be crucified. Now, they didn't want to know that. They didn't want to be confronted with that. Like we so often don't want to know um, and really don't. uh, God's will scares us. Let's just be honest. God's will scares us. Every time God has specifically led me into a new call, a new uh, step of obedience, it's intimidating. It's scary. I want to cower away. I want to shrink back. I gravitate towards predictability and safety and security. I gravitate towards my comfort zone. I don't want to know. I don't always want God to do what he appears to be doing because, uh, because it's scary. But he knows. He's already won. He's teaching and preparing me for that journey. And that's what I want to show you today. So Wednesday night, we know that he goes back to Bethany. And Thursday morning, um, Matthew 26, verse 17, gives us a little bit of an insight into this. He says, um, well, it says, Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The Master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when even was come, he sat down with the twelve. So I'm going to pause there. Matthew continues to go on and talk about Judas's betrayal. But this is what we know to be the Last Supper. Now, let me talk to you for a minute about some of the confusion or the perplexity between why did Jesus eat the Passover on Thursday night while all the other Jews seem to be eating the Passover on Friday night, okay? Friday uh, just before sunset would have been dinner time. Well, there's two explanations, two possible explanations. There's one that I think is conjecture, and the other I think is really biblical. Okay, um, so conjecture is uh, that the Galileans uh, started their day um, at sunrise to sun uh, to to sunrise the next day, and that the Judeans, the those that lived in Jerusalem, started at 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 uh, sundown. Um, I have never put a lot of stock into that particular argument because here's why. When God gave instructions, Exodus Leviticus, on celebrating the Passover, there were really two times, uh, two parts to the meal, okay? At sundown, at the beginning of Passover, so remember the day begins at sundown. So in the evening, which is the first part of the day, so this would be Thursday evening, God's people were commanded to have a meal of, of grape juice and unleavened bread, okay? So no lamb. This is not the big meal. This is the evening before meal, okay? So it's the, it's the meal of unleavened bread. There was no lamb or meat at this meal. So then into the next day, Friday, they would offer their lambs. The lambs would be offered. The blood would be shed they would then take the meat of that lamb home and with their family, they would, as the, as the, at the end of that day, as the Sabbath was beginning, they would have that meal, that Passover Seder meal, okay? So the Jews that are killing Jesus, the disciples, uh, the ladies that are going to prepare Jesus for burial, they're all going to have the Passover meal or they're supposed to, after Jesus is in the tomb. Uh, This is the pre-Passover meal, okay? It's all a part of the same celebration. It's just two times, and it's two different meals. So that's why, by the way, there's just bread and grape juice at this particular meal. Okay, so having, now, the reason I'm giving you that is that you'll hear people say, uh, and not even care to look into it, well, the Gospels are full of conflicts. Full of uh, conflicting accounts. They say that Jesus had the Passover on Thursday night, but everybody's going to eat the Passover on Friday. See, they don't. They don't even. They're not even in sync with themselves. There's errors in them. Well, now you know, okay, that that's just how Passover was celebrated. But let me talk to you about uh, the day because a lot happens primarily in the evening going into the night. Okay, so the disciples prepare the Passover. And if you want to read uh, the sections of Scripture, Matthew 26 beginning in verse 17, Mark 14 beginning in verse 12, Luke 22 beginning in verse 7, and then John 13. And I want to draw out specifically some comments about John in just a moment. So Jesus begins the meal by washing the disciples' feet. He He foretells that he will be betrayed Um, and they enjoy this last supper together and he teaches them. He teaches Judas leaves to betray him. He teaches them about a new commandment to love one another in Luke 22. Um, he predicts Peter's denial. Okay. He's teaching them about his death and, uh, and Peter denies that this is going to happen. Not so Lord, I'll defend you even to the death. um, he then gets up from dinner, um, with, having had this dinner with them, and he said, "I have desi- with desire I have desired. And there's a lot of compassion and affection in that phrase. Think about this. Jesus knows he's going to be on the cross within uh, 10 hours or so, 12 hours or so from this time together. And he chooses to have his last moments before his suffering begins in the Garden of Gethsemane, he chooses to have his last moments with his his best friends, okay, who don't deserve to be his friends. And in these moments, he is loving them personally and intimately and deeply and selflessly and sacrificially. And here's what I want you to know. He's teaching them. He is preparing them. He's teaching them about what's going to happen He's teaching them about what's going to happen to them and how he really is in control of all of it and how they're going to get through it and how he's going to raise and, and reconvene and how he's going to give them the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And he's teaching them how to love one another and how to serve one another. And they're catching some of it and they're not catching some of it. They're arguing about you know, their place in the kingdom. Listen, Jesus tells them At supper, he's going to be crucified. Then they get up and they take a walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. And on the walk, he's teaching them about I am the vine, you are the branches, he that abides in me, I shall bear much fruit. He's teaching them about the comforter. And they're arguing in the as they're walking, they're arguing about who gets to sit next to Jesus, who gets the prominence in his kingdom. They don't, they're not even connected at all to what's happening. And Jesus knows this, but he still teaches them. He still pours out to them. He still prepares them. And and this is all, and I want you to track this. If you really want today to spend some time alone with the Lord and meditate on some very important chapters of Scripture, begin in John 13, verse 1, and go John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 18, all the way to ch- to verse 12 of chapter 18, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and half of 18. You got you got five and a half chapters that are just a few hours. Just think about this: 21 chapters in the Gospel of John. Okay, 12 of them. His public well, one introductory chapter, 11. His basically three years of his public ministry, and then five and a half chapters on one evening, one evening from about 6 p.m. to uh, midnight-ish, okay? Two, 1, 2 a.m., something like that, okay? That one pocket of time, and what is Jesus doing? He's teaching them. He's relating to them. He's preparing them. He's praying for them. I want you to think about it. He's about to be crucified. His suffering's about to begin. He's about to be in anguish in the Garden of Gethsemane. So he goes to the upper room. We don't know where that happened. Traditionally, it happened up uh, kind of on the western slope of Mount Zion, just up the hill from the western wall of uh, Temple Mount, a short walk, but we don't know for sure. He then leaves that place leaves the city, walks down the valley to, to, to Kidron, to the brook, walks up the Kidron Valley to the Garden of Gethsemane, which, which is in the valley. It's on the slope of the Mount of Olives and it's in the valley from the Garden of Gethsemane. You look up to the eastern gate of Temple Mount, okay? It's a beautiful location. Would have been even more beautiful in Jesus' day. And he often went there, quiet place, away, with God, with his Father, away from the crowds, away from the noise of life, J- Jesus needed to get away, which means so do you, okay, to, to solitude with, with his heavenly Father. And in these moments, in this walk, Jesus is teaching them the whole time. He's teaching them in the upper room. He's teaching them on the walk to Gethsemane. And then at Gethsemane, he goes and he prays. And that's, we know his suffering begins. And we'll talk about that uh, when we talk about tomorrow, Friday. And so now uh, the anguish is going to begin unfolding. But I just want you to meditate on this. As difficult of a day as this is for Jesus and for the disciples, he is spending this day loving them, teaching them, preparing them, and praying for them. Oh, the love of Jesus. And here's how I want you to apply this personally to you, my friend. Jesus is a gentle shepherd, and wherever He leads you, He is going to prepare you. He is going to equip you. He's going to teach you. He's going to walk with you through it. And He's going to intercede for you in it. Um, that's, that's just wonderful. Because for all of our fearing of the will of God, it's all for naught. What we need to do is rest in the leading and the arms of our gentle shepherd who's going to teach us and prepare us for wherever he leads us. Hey, happy Thursday, my friend. Think on these things, and I'll see you tomorrow.